Welcome to Uncontained, episode 172. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render. And on the show today, I actually have a mocap actor and voiceover actor who you may not necessarily be able to spot on the street, but trust me, you know his work. He was two of the three dragons and also a Night King, or the Night King, shall I say, since there really is only one on the Game of Thrones. So uh, that is one major thing that we talk about in this episode. And we also talk about working on the set of John Wick 3 with Keanu Reeves. And so that's all coming up in the show. I think you will enjoy it. Actually, I take that back. I know you will enjoy this episode. And if you don't, well, pick another one. Listen to that. You'll probably enjoy that. But honestly, you're not going to want to miss this show. You're going to want to head right over to whatever podcast player you're listening to, rate, review, and subscribe because of this show. And if you don't, well, I'll still let you listen. I don't want to take any more of your time up front here. So plug in your earbuds. This is how Jarrell Hall lives uncontained. Jarrell, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for coming back on. And man, you've been up to some stuff since I've uh, <laughs> last talked to you, dude. <laughs> you've got you've been busy. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I haven't been sleeping. Actually, no, I have not. <laughs> no, no sleep, man. I guess I guess they say you know they you can. Sp- well, I don't know, sleep when you're dead or something. Is that, is that, is that what's going on? That seems like- to be the story of my life. Because, I mean, with all these projects, you know, now finally coming out and then more that I'm working on and now having a son now, you know, so I have an eight-month-old yeah, keeping me up. It's just like, I don't get sleeps. Sleep does not like me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine with all the things you've been doing on top of having a new son, which is, is he about a year old now or? He's eight months, but I mean, he acts like he's four already, you know, (laughs) he's a little stunt man himself and he's, he's everywhere. You know, right now, I think he's probably in the living room playing video games with his mom. Lord knows what he's doing. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. But on top of raising a new son, you have uh, been in uh doing mocap for game of thrones you yes, were yes. doing stunts in john wick yeah and uh yeah. we have a whole list of other things to uh, talk <laughs> about too as we go on but yeah. uh but first of all how are you doing man <laughs> i am great you know i am great and you know besides not getting any sleep it's i'm i'm blessed because i look at it as if this is my life i can't complain too much you know so i i I get to play like a kid and they give me paychecks for it so i can't complain too much (laughs) (laughs) hey man i'm i'm all about that i'm 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 working my way to trying to get to where i can play like a kid for a living (laughs) but you've been kicking butt though man i mean hey i've been keeping up with your episodes man you've been kicking butt well thank you man thank you i appreciate that guy like i don't know this will probably be 172 so wow uh, damn dude congrats and i don't i don't know what episode you were on back in the back when you were on the show it's oh my been a while god yeah because uh, how long ago was that it's probably like two years jeez yeah i'm googling it right now <laughs> see they see power of the internet love that i know <laughs> you can it either works for you or it doesn't <laughs> well you know you can do some strange things with it <laughs> yes all right so googling 
Darrell Hall, episode 58 of Uncontained. Wow. So it's been over 100 episodes since you have been on, my friend. And You've uh, been putting in some work, dude. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you got to You got to do the work, though. You know, I, I've met Facts. some really cool people doing it. Facts. And, uh, you know, so I I've been enjoying that part of it. But nice. yes, there nice. there is there is work involved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is nothing but facts. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess one of the things we want, there's two things I want to talk about with you sure, that sure. are exciting as hell for me to hear. Right. I like saw that you posted on there, like right after the Game of Thrones finale ended, yes, you're yeah. like, oh, I can finally talk about this. <laughs> I was doing mocap for yeah. Game of Thrones and were you a dragon? I was a number of um, different things. I... I was two of the dragons. I did choreography for a bunch of the fight scenes and Arya specifically. Okay. Um, I was the Night King and I was a number of the White Walkers. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. That That is cool. So I bet you were super busy during the uh, White Walker um, yeah. castle invasion. I don't know the name of the actual episode but i think it's called <laughs> a long night or something like that 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 sounds about right yes yeah, we just called um, that super dark episode <laughs> yeah yeah and uh didn't didn't uh the mother of dragons have starbucks in that episode <laughs> oh my god we looked at that we said you know what that was either a really bad pa mistake or that was great pro product placement like one of the two <laughs> one of the two yes it got talked about a lot but <laughs> oh yeah it did so so when you're doing like mocap for mm -hmm. like say so many characters like yeah. what is yeah. that what is that like do you have to like change the placements of the like motion sensors on you for each one do you no like, no what's the difference between like playing a dragon and mm -hmm. uh doing aria starks um the big difference comes down to i guess you can say mentality and what you can muster up physically because funny little story about that is the thing with, with motion capture is you don't really know what you're doing until you get on set half the time you know sometimes really? they tell you beforehand sometimes they don't so when i go into the studio because i've worked with them a number of times shout out to third floor um i just get this this move list and it's about four pages with all these moves and at the top i see the title and i go oh shit oh, oh <laughs> okay it's gonna be that type of work and when it gets down to playing the characters or the creatures or whatever you're playing, you really just have to put yourself in that mindset. You know, and I tell folks that motion capture is basically all the things we did when we were five years old, you know, pretending to be animals, you know, playing cops and robbers, avoiding the lava, all that weird shit. It's literally my job. Like, that is my job because you're usually on a an empty set you have limited props and limited set pieces, and it's all of your imagination. So you have to literally kind of become these things to make it work. And if you don't have a strong imagination and you can't put that into your body, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it really doesn't work. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. And like, I, I don't know. It just makes me think like I've been playing with my four and a half year old nephew this weekend. Oh, yeah. And it's a lot of that, like the Alama, yeah. like I'm yeah. uh, Jack Jack from uh, The Incredibles <laughs> yes. or, or something like that. Or like, yes. I'm a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> and let's do this. And exactly. I'm just missing. I'm just missing the motion sensor stuff. <laughs> it's so true. You know, I, I tell folks all the time um, two things. I say, if you want to get into motion capture, A, don't skip leg day, and B, have a very strong imagination because <laughs> it, 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 they both apply, and it's just so crazy the things that you have to do sometimes. And it also moves really fast. So you have to be able to do this work in such a crazy amount of time. And it's uh, it's also kind of funny because I remember growing up and telling my mom I wanted to be a dragon. You know, parents, they look at you like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> Go get yourself a real job, blah, blah, blah. But now it can be like, well, I'm a dragon and it helped pay my rent. Dude, <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's not like I'm I'm not the crazy guy at the park. Right. I'm <laughs> I'm the crazy guy in the studio. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm getting paid for my crazy. Damn it. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's real. But, That's real. Yeah. You say yeah. don't. Uh, OK, obviously, understand you got to have good creativity yeah. and to be able to put yourself in that environment, especially yes. standing in front of just a green screen, maybe with a couple boxes to stand on or something yeah. like that. But don't skip leg day. Yes. Um, where where does that come in? Um, it comes in the entire process. Um, on top of doing motion capture, I also uh, conduct private lessons, not only for various types of training, but also specifically for motion capture. And the first thing is that I take a lot of my private students through is getting in shape okay. and tailoring the fitness regimen to motion capture specifically. Because the thing about it is, is that in motion capture, it's a very, very physical physical medium you know you're constantly moving you're constantly you know jumping running screaming rolling you know kicking fighting whatever and the thing is it's i liken it to being at the gym for about eight to ten hours you know so if you don't have stamina strong legs you know strong everything it doesn't work and the first thing to actually go is your legs because it's, it's, it's kind of this weird thing is when, when you're on a mocap set, you're usually on a floor that doesn't have very much padding and it's okay. concrete under it, you know. So when you're grounding and pounding and running around all day, your legs are the first thing to just say, fuck it, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired. So I tell folks, you know, you skip leg day. It won't work. And I, I've, I've worked with and seen some people that they were in great shape from here up. But from basically waist down, they were not in good shape. And by the time we hit lunch, they were spent. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so is there a lot of squatting around and running around, like uh, being like thick, kind of down in a squat position a lot or something? Or is that kind of oh, part of it, too? Like yeah. as you're being a dragon, you probably have to have a different posture than our Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um Definitely when you're playing three types of characters, when you're playing creatures and monsters, when you're playing animals or when you're doing some type of military game, most of your work is going to be in a squatting or crouched position. And very quickly, your legs will start to let you know, um, this this hurts. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> Why hurts. are we doing this? <laughs> right? And especially if you're a dragon, you know, it's a lot of crawling. It's a lot of being on the floor, shuffling around, you know, jumping up and, and doing a lot of quick, jerky movements. So, and then a lot of that is driven by your legs and by your core. So, okay. if, if none of that is together, 
it, yeah, you, you're, you're going to cost them a lot of money because you're going to waste their time. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So like doing, all right, just doing the dragon. I'm kind of, kind of in- interested in the dragon. I apologize. Yes. Oh, if we're just be beating a dead dragon. Uh, I don't know. Were you, were you the one that lived or were you, well, obviously you are one that died at least. Mm-hmm. Were you the one that lived too? Or Yes. Yes. I, I tell people I have successfully burned down the iron throne. That's something I can put on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So how, how yeah. are the flying scenes compared to like, say on the ground scenes? Are you like uh, doing wire work? Or... No, no. It's um, like... Yeah. Well, see, unfortunately with the flying scenes, that's mostly animated um, 100%. They okay. don't do a lot of flying characters with motion capture just because it's kind of hard to catch that data properly. And it would require different types of equipment to be put on us. Like sometimes they'll have us do what's called, you know, reference tracks to where we're kind of act like we're flying and remove our body, you know, where, while we're in midair with things like that. But mostly that's um that's animated you know i did do a few of i guess you can say some of the in-air gliding movements like i was flying but much of that is actually yeah. a really big rig that they'll have on set to animate from that and even doing those small movements is interesting because you're you're understanding how to connect to your body in a different way. And then sometimes, you know, they might put like a ball or maybe yeah. even like a small teddy bear in your back and that's Daenerys or Jon Snow. And you're literally just walking around with a teddy bear <laughs> on your back as if you're flying. <laughs> so they don't actually sit on your back as you're doing mocap. <laughs> I, I, I would pay money for that to have Amelia Clark sitting on my back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yes, oh, and please, man, and give me more. <laughs> we're we're playing dragons, exactly. <laughs> this is all pretend. Please, here, right now. Exactly. I love Amelia. She's awesome, though. But yes, <laughs> yeah. So, did you get to interact with a lot of the actors too on set, or? Uh, unfortunately, with motion capture, we're 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 kind of the crew that's separated from everything. Um, yeah. Every now and again, you'll have actors that are on set with them for certain things. Um, one, one of my buddies that's actually from the same group that I'm from, he did some of the mocap on set with the actors. And that's just because they were filming it um, over in Europe and different things like that. But for a lot of the things that we're doing, we don't even really get to see them until possibly a premiere or if they have an event over here. Because I did all of my motion capture here in Los Angeles, whereas um, okay. anything that was done on set was either guys in green screen suits or there were actors that were just stand-ins. So unfortunately for us, we, we're, we're kind of separated. You know, I kind of tell people that is, hey, it may seem like it's awesome we're there with them, but no, we weren't lucky enough to get flown out to like Scotland and Ireland and, you know, London and things like that. That would have been amazing. But, you know, we're, oh, yeah. we're basically the digital bodies that get composited later and we're just kind of in the studio doing what we have to do. Okay. All right. So um, now another question on Game of Thrones and we'll move on. Like, uh, what what did this isn't just Jarrell and the Game of Thrones on Untamed. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about other things. I promise. I oh, promise. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but like for like, I guess like you see Arya do a lot of those moves on mm-hmm. there. All right. Like how, how yeah. do you, how does your mocap play into like her leaping over a white Walker, spinning yeah. around and stabbing mm-hmm. it in the gut in the last second or what, whichever part you were on. Yeah. So 
with that process, it's interesting because the motion capture that I did, especially for her specifically, is called Previs. So what happens is, is I will create a number of moves and tricks and different things like that, that usually the stunt team, the stunt coordinator will look at, and they will take pieces of that and say, oh, okay, cool. We use this, we use that, or we like all of this, or we don't like any of that. We'll change it. And, you know, if it works and the actors can do it or the stunt people can do it, you usually ended up seeing it in the final cut. The cool thing about many of the things that I created for Aria is that I would say almost about 70% of the moves that I created for her for a number of the episodes made it into the final. So okay. that was like, wow. oh my God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that was really, especially with some of the knife tricks and things, I was like, oh. Oh, crap. Although some of the knife tricks I created, they didn't actually use, um, which I was kind of looking forward to, especially because I wanted to really see an actual fight between her and the Night King. But that's another thing for another time. (laughs) But yeah, um, but yeah, it it was really cool to see that some of the previous um, fighting moves and tricks and weapon things that I did for her character specifically made it into the final. Yeah, that that's cool. Yeah. And Arya, she was she was a little badass. <laughs> yes, very much. We call her like Batman in the Game of Thrones. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, she's yeah. like, hey, yeah. hey, Alfred, make me this gadget. And that, right? that's that blacksmith guy. I, I, I don't know what his real name is, but I'll call him <laughs> Alfred for this. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, cool. So you basically came up with basically a set of moves or like a basically choreographed a yeah. bunch of moves that she could do and then she the director stunt chore, choreographer on the show was like okay mm-hmm. you she's capable of doing this this and this let's do it like so it was actually her doing the moves or um well with that usually i mean most of the actors have stunt doubles but the thing about okay. massey that i love about her is she tries to do as many of her stunts as possible and this is why you often see her face on screen because one thing i can say about that girl she works her ass off and it was funny because when i got to the page of doing moves for her and this is another thing that kind of happens a lot in motion capture they said okay cool create some cool stuff for aria and that was the only direction I had. <laughs> so they gave me a sword, they gave me a bow, and they gave me a staff. Luckily, those are three weapons that I am very proficient in. So I just started going to town and just start doing all kind of crazy things with them. And then I asked if I can do some knife things because I knew that she would use a knife. So it, it was really cool that they kind of let me do all that. But it's also was really nerve wracking yeah. because it was like, all you want me to do is just do cool stuff. I don't know what that means, but I'm just going to throw all this at you and see what works. <laughs> it's, that's kind of like going up to a comedian and be like, hey, tell me a joke. <laughs> it very much is, you know, and and, th- and that's something that a lot of people don't really understand, especially when it comes to mediums like this is many times your directions are come up with something awesome and you go, uh, uh Sure. Can I get a little bit more specific uh, direction on that or just awesome? All right. I'm just going to do awesome on this take. You guys let me know when I have too much awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, many times what what tends to happen, and and it's not a knock on anyone. It's just the way the process goes is a lot of times they have an idea of where they want to go, but it's not always as clear. And so sometimes they rely on the creative, you know, movers and people like that to give them something that they may not know they're looking for. 
and all of a sudden you may do something and go, whoa, yes, it was that. I Yeah, because you don't always have to, you don't always get the opportunity to work with stunt people, stunt coordinators all the time. And many times you have to be your own stunt person, stunt coordinator, and they say, I want to see a cool move. And you just have to pull something out of your ass and hope, <laughs> hope that it works. <laughs> hope this is cool enough, guys. Oh, yeah. All right. So, well, for those of you who are like, damn, Arya was a badass, you can thank Jarrell and and also Macy's hard work. But, you know. Yeah. And um, the stunt coordinators and stunt team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And definitely, definitely good to give uh, shout outs to them or else you'll end up oh, yeah. at uh, movie awards like pulling your stunt people on stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you going to get me started on that? You going to get me started? <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't want to get you in oh, trouble. Don't get me in trouble. I'm gonna just go into town, man. Uh, but all, all right. right. Well, yeah, that, that'd be. I'm I'm cool with hearing what old Carol Danvers or whatever her real name is. Uh, <laughs> Brie Larson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, well, look. I would just say if you get me started, you better block out like ten minutes for me to rant. But I'll reserve that until you give me permission. All right. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, yeah. let. It fits right here. Let's do it. Yeah. It might not fit okay. later on. So go ahead. Go right. on your rant. I can, you know, I'm. it's cool. The floor is yours. I'll just sit back and listen. Maybe ask questions. Right. Well, see, I'll just give my two my two cents about that whole situation. Um, with that whole thing that happened with Brie Larson is that was what I call how Disney handles damage control. Because, and a lot of people think that I don't like Brie Larson. I don't dislike her. I just don't like the fact that she's let things get to her head that have been completely unnecessary and if okay. she would have given the respect to the stunt performers in the first place because those stunt performers are also friends of mine i know them both personally you okay. know so when she came out and made that statement whether people say it was a joke or not you still were shitting on people who did a lot of hard work to make you look good. And that's the thing about being a stunt performer is our jobs is to make the stars look good. Plain and simple. We don't really get a lot of recognition. We don't have the best conditions all the time on set. I mean, it's getting better, but it's still not the best. You know, we often get ignored. We're, our bodies are being constantly put in danger. And the first thing you do is, like, oh, I do all my stunts. It's like, are you kidding me? It's like, no. And <laughs> it's really funny because, you know, I have a lot of friends at Disney because, you know, I've done uh, quite a bit of work with Disney. And they were just telling me, you know, this is kind of some insider info. They was like, yeah, that was done because a lot of people from the stunt association wrote a lot of letters to Disney going, what the fuck? Like, seriously, <laughs> you better get your girl because I know she's on her high horse because, you know, her movie made a billion dollars and, you know, she thinks she's the hot shit. But if it wasn't for us, that badass shit that she did wouldn't be that badass. You know, so it's, it's, it's true. you know, and, and to me, it's just all, it's always about respect. You know, whatever project I'm working on, I always try to give everyone the respect that's due to them just because it's, it's a hard process. Making movies are, is not easy. Movies, TV shows, video games, whatever. And the moment you disrespect someone's role, you're basically telling that person you don't think that they're important. And this is not yeah. to say that Brie Larson didn't do any hard work. Yeah, she worked out for nine months and blah, 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 blah. But I'm just like, you still didn't do a lot of your stunts because that was other people making you look good. And like I said, I think Disney did a real good job of pulling them up on stage and going, hey, they matter too. But I hate that it had to be done that way. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it had to be yeah, and it, and it had to be one of their actors. If people want to call it a Freudian slip, I'm like, no, it wasn't Freudian slip. Just someone was getting a little bit too cocky, and they got beyond themselves. And Disney had to go, okay, come back in. So, all right, there we go. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair. Enough, I was nice. <laughs> you you were you were nice in that uh, rant. It could have been much worse. Speaking as a stunt person to somebody yes. who. So, all right, yeah. all right. So Brie Larson shouldn't get mad at you for uh, being nice to her, but she probably will if she listens to this. Well, I mean, it, even if she does get mad at me, you know, like I tell people, just because of my job and I work around and meet a lot of celebrities all the time, I'm blunt. I will say the same thing on this podcast or, or what I've said online to her face. And it, like I said, doesn't have to be any animosity behind it. It's just it's a level of respect. You know, it's like, yes, we know you're the star, but keep in mind some of those things I know you can't do and don't disrespect yeah. my friends. So, yeah. <laughs> and Gal Dadak could uh, easily take yeah. her out. So, you know, yes, like... exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. He said it. I love you, man. Yes. <laughs> Without but, you know, like I, I, you know, I think they should do it. Do like a one-on-one charity box or charity oh, fight and dude. see who wins, Wonder Woman or Captain very Marvel. Very short, very short. Because see, Gal... She trains forces, doesn't she? Well, not only trains forces, I mean, she's ex-military. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you're talking about someone who's ex-military and who was doing not only a lot of her stunts, because I mean, she's got a stunt double, obviously, you know, but she was doing a lot of her stunts while pregnant, Really? Okay, yes. Gal was pregnant while she was doing a lot of her work and did not complain and still gave her stunt doubles and all the entire stunt crew mad respect for their work. So it's like, yeah, that's a boxing match I would love to see. It would be yeah, short, definitely. but I would love to see it. Definitely. <laughs> so so I, I don't know. I just had this pop into my head. It's completely okay. kind of off subject, but it's okay. not. So Ali Wong is like ah. the Gal Gadot of stand-up comedy. Uh, okay. Because okay. she did both of her both of her stand up her specials pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, she sure yeah. did. Oh like my God, super yes. pregnant. Yes. <laughs> I I remember actually clicking on Netflix. I was like, oh my God, she's really doing it. Holy shit! All right, girl. And, and, and she did it twice pregnant. Right. And I was like, mad respect, mad respect, man. Like, oh, yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> I, I was half expecting like her to have to call the special short because she was that <laughs> that pregnant. You know, like oh, right. No, we got to go to the hospital now. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a joke. That was a contraction. That's, a- <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that's what man. it feels like when a joke bombs. Right? <laughs> oh, man. That's real. That is straight real. I love it. <laughs> oh, damn. But all right. So now, man, when I heard this, I was like, <laughs> this is, are, are you serious on this? But yeah. I'm, yes, man, John Wick. Like, <laughs> I haven't had a chance to see it yet. And as we were saying, you confess you haven't actually I seen it yet. I still have not seen it myself. Been, like, busy being dragons and white walkers <laughs> and stuff like that. So uh, I guess that's an excuse that will slide. But uh, did, thank, you, did you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Did you get a chance to uh, go hand to hand with Keanu Reeves? Yes, actually. It, it's a funny story behind that. Um, Keanu and I kind of go way back to the Matrix movies. I was a teenager on set for Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. Okay. And when I had got the call, to, okay, so basically the story with the John with John Wick three happens like this. Um, 
I got a casting call to be a part of the photo shoot of the film to be on the posters. And one of the guys there, we he and I started talking a bit and he kind of recognized me. He was like, wait a minute. He was like, you know, the guys from 8711 and, you know, you've done all the other stunt stuff. He said, we're actually doing reshoots. Do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, are you are you seriously asking me if I really want to be a part of John Wick 3? Uh, no, l- l- <laughs> let me see what I'm doing. You know, so. On top of being able let to do me see the what photo- I need to cancel. <laughs> exactly. So. We did the photo shoot for the poster, but then I ended up being brought in to do some reshoots. And some of the reshoots, I got to actually work with Mackner, which is a stunt double who's um, a buddy of mine that we follow each other online and talk a lot. And then Keanu came in for, I think, for like maybe like a day or two. And it was funny because everyone was there. Hallie was there, and she and I go way back to like Bay Area days. And then Keanu was there. And, you know, and and I try to always kind of keep myself respectful and out of the way just because that's just how my brain works the process. But Keanu being the way he is, he's, he talks to everyone. He's very nice and very cool with everyone. So he comes over, says, hi, you know, we're talking and he look, he kind of stares at me for a second and he says, your face looked familiar, but I don't know why I said, well, that's kind of funny. You say that. I said, the last time we even saw each other physically in person, I was a teenager and I was on the set of matrix reloaded and Matrix Revolution." He's like, Oh my God. I said, yeah, I had long hair then and I was much smaller and we just kind of start talking <laughs> for like a minute. And it was just really, really cool because I was like, holy shit. And then some of the other stunt guys looked at me like, what the hell was that? Like, you know, Keanu like that. I'm like, not really, but kind of so, yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so it was a really amazing experience. And then being able to be brought back just because they said, hey, we need some people for the reshoots that can do stunts and learn choreography quickly without needing to be taught or we don't have to babysit. So it was a really, really um, awesome, basically, favor that my boy Scott just, I, I'm going to owe him for forever for that because it's just amazing being able to be a part of that. Yeah, <laughs> I am looking forward to going and seeing that. You said you saw, had some friends that saw it. Yes, friends and family, yeah. And are how much are you actually in the movie? Like, do they tell you they saw you or? Well, the funny thing with that is I tell them, don't tell me how much or what they've seen. I just, I just say, hey, did you see this part and this part? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, then I was one of those guys. But I'm trying to not have anyone spoil it for me because uh-huh. although I, I never care about spoilers, this is one film I do care about it just because I so love the John Wick franchise. And the fact yeah. that to be able to say that I'm a part of it now is just like, don't say anything. But, um, but yeah, I, I because I did three different um, stunts. I was one of the assassins in the suits. I was one of the tactical soldiers in the Continental Hotel, and I was also one of the motorcycle stunt um, stuntmen as well. So I don't know how much of all of that is in there. But you know, as with films, you do a lot of work, and you know, Final Cut, you can get one second, or you can get a whole ten minutes. You never know. Yeah. But um, I'm still waiting to see myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, man. Then like I'm I'm looking forward to it. If I see it before you, I won't tell you. Um I'm like, it. hey Jarrell, did you see the part where you did this? And I'm like, I, shit, well thank you. We know that part's in there now. Yeah, yeah. You know, Keanu Reeves, like all right, I, I yeah. like Keanu. All yeah. right, but there's like I always gave him a little bit of a hard time just because <laughs> like no like John Wick is different, but yeah. in almost any other yeah movie 
um, he had the same reaction. Like yep. it's like he had the Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it was like it, he could have won the lottery. Keanu, you won a million dollars. Whoa. Keanu, Whoa. your shoe's untied. Whoa. Keanu, you're the one. Whoa. You know, like, it was the same. Whoa. Like it was yeah. Bill and Ted yeah. and everything. But like he has some movies where obviously he's not like that. But those were the ones yeah. I watched. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the thing with Keanu that. I was actually talking to one of my friends um, about this when we were um, on set to shoot another episode of the show. And we were talking about actors that kind of have their thing and how they make it work for them. And John Wick is definitely one of those franchises that really works for him because he's yeah. a very action-oriented actor. And it's not to say that he's a bad actor, no, but it's just like some some actors just kind of have their lane and that's the lane that works for him. And Keanu, his lane is action and just that guy, you know, and anything <laughs> outside of that. Because we were talking about like Bram Stoker's Dracula, you know, and how although that movie was so amazing at the time, Keanu, you know, one can argue he was maybe miscast because it's like certain films just don't really work in terms of the type of character that he just naturally portrays again okay. not that anything is wrong with that but it's just like Ke keanu is a very much he he's in these categories let him stick in them categories he'll 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 make gold for you every time definitely uh, definitely uh, and, <laughs> and lots lots of it paychecks of make you go yes whoa. exactly whoa. <laughs> i'm like hey if i can make that type of money just doing that um sign me up exactly i would say whoa all damn day <laughs> easily Yes, yes. All right. So, but I'm I'm not hating on Keanu. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. By oh, any means, I'm. But because Keanu, come on the show, please, please. Right. Keanu. I'll right. say <laughs> All day, all day. Yeah, definitely one of the nicest dudes you'll ever talk to, too, man. He's just that's he's what I've heard. Incredible that is what guy. I've heard. Oh yeah. And and that's always good to hear too, because you yeah. know sometimes yeah. you hear like your heroes are actually a holes, but uh, yeah, you know. There's a few. There's a few. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to throw out any names or ruin anybody's dreams of, yeah, of their favorite I star. That. I won't do that. No. I'll be nice. Brie Larson. We already know about <laughs> Brie Larson. <laughs> I was going there, too. You beat me. You beat me. But we got it. We both got there. <laughs> oh, God, yes. I think I got you to snort. That, that is awesome. Yeah, you did. You did. That is an accomplishment. You can put that as a ding. You got drill to snort, and that's not easy to do. I'll put that on my resume. <laughs> yes. Accomplishment made. Yes, yes. So, all right. So, you have worked on those. What else are you working on now? What can people look for coming up? And uh, what, what's, what's going on with uh, Jarrell? Yes. So, oh my God, I've been working on so many different projects that unfortunately I can't talk about. But um, one thing I can talk about is recently I've been working ongoing with a company called AR Firm and AR Wall. And we've teamed up with a number of like Hollywood horror classic um, creators to recreate a lot of classic monsters or just 
I guess you can say mm. your baseline monsters in these kind of live and or VR experiences. And that's been really fun because I've never seen myself as a creature actor. I just look at myself as being a performer. Whatever it needs okay. to be, I can do that. And this has been amazing because it's allowed me to step into the shoes of many of my favorite classic monsters and kind of give them my own personal spin. It's also like allowed me to face some of my weird fears because one of the more popular monsters I've been able to play has been a psycho clown. And I hate clowns. <laughs> what Was it Pennywise? No, no, no. Oh, oh my God. I, I would give my freaking left finger to play Pennywise. But um, <laughs> but no, it's it's just kind of like this this really crazy psycho looking asylum, bloody, gory looking clown that jumps out and scares people and interacts with them live. And it's crazy because, like I said, I hate I hate clowns, but it's been very cathartic and very kind of therapeutic jumping into this role and really fully investing into playing this particular clown because I've kind of been beginning to understand the psychology of these types of creatures. So it, it's been really cool. And, it, and it's been awesome to scare people, you know, because <laughs> I've been able to use funny voices. Fun. That, yeah. You know, and, and, and do some things that I've never thought I've been able to do. So that's something I'm really looking forward to bring to the world because that's something you'll be able to get into in VR, but also you'll be able to interact with these creatures live at certain events. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So uh, have yeah. you done any of the events yet, like live events, or are you just working on the VR part right now? We've done two. One was sort of a tester event that was last year just to see if the technology and everything works and speaks to each other. And then we did um, one other. We, we were going to do one at Monster Palooza, but weren't able to get everything ready by then. Um, but we did another smaller event, and we're going to do possibly either Son of Monster Palooza or another type of horror event because there's so many more coming up. And we're definitely going to probably do something big for Halloween. And I'm just excited for those because... Of course, being a classically trained theater actor, live performance is my thing. And yeah. being able to kind of add motion capture and live performance, you know, together is so exciting because, yeah, it, it, it's that interaction of talking to people, you know, but they don't necessarily see or know who you are. It's just they're invested in this character and you get to try things out. It's a lot of fun. This whole thing sounds kind of familiar to me. Is Antonio CT involved in this or like somebody named Antonio CT? Antonio CT um, is one of the people involved, yes. Okay, he was talking about this on my show like mm -hmm. over a year, maybe even two years ago around Halloween mm -hmm. time. And yeah. uh, talking about it, and I was like, you know what you need to do. Like, so, well, some well somehow we got talking, and it wasn't a you know what you need to do thing. It was more yeah. of a just brainstorming and throwing out you should have mm -hmm. zombie turkeys or something like that. And yeah, it was like yeah. uh, from South Park, uh, little uh, gobbles. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, so yeah, it's cool that that's actually coming uh, together. I was like, dude, I swear I've heard yeah. this. I swear I heard this on my show. <laughs> yeah, the horror genre is really embracing the technology of motion capture and seeing the things that we've been wanting people to actually see. Because the thing with motion capture, especially when you're doing live motion capture, is it opens up an entirely different field of not only interaction but also just of consumer use 
and being able to and people just love to be scared you know yeah. just they, they love to be scared that we have this thing to where although we're afraid of being afraid we'll jump right into it and being able to take horror elements and add that with technology where you now have someone interacting with these type of characters people are all about and there's so many people from the world of horror that's involved with this i mean i'm I'm working with literally hundreds of different people you know to get this thing working and it's amazing because i'm meeting some of my like legends and i'm like holy crap like oh like, you're standing i'm standing in the room with you this is crazy you know so it's really awesome <laughs> i bet i bet and uh so like is that just gonna be in the la area or is that gonna be traveling around that's literally going to be worldwide we're working on building installments all over the planet literally um and that's why it's kind of been such a big long process because we're talking to so many different types of studios and events and vendors and production companies and things like that to really get this system working and get this system to where we can bring it different places and it can be showcased not only just for horror, but for so many different things, you know, and really yeah. showing how this can work because it'll open up a new type of consumer content that people are ready for, but companies just haven't given it to them yet. Yeah, yeah. So that I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing like like where like will you be able to find the VR thing? Like, will it be like in malls, or will it be their own like standalone that, stores, or what? That I don't know yet because I'm not on that part of the process. But you should I know, know everything, Jarrell. <laughs> if only I did, I'd be a billionaire right now. Um, <laughs> right, continue. I'm sorry. No, sorry no, you're for the added pressure. Sorry for the added pressure to know everything. God, man, you're killing me over here. God, I'm sweating. No, it's um, <laughs> you're a dragon. No, you can do this, right? I can handle the heat. No, it's um, <laughs> pun. Uh, you're a dad now. You can make those jokes. Exactly. <laughs> Throw out the dad jokes. Um, no, it's it's that's part of the process. Like I said, I'm not a part of because I don't really know what their end game is. I just know what their entry point is. Um, okay. for me, I mean, if I was at the helm of it i would say hey we need to put this mofo everywhere it needs to be in installments at malls at offices and events you know inside of department stores um even taking it to you know different types of areas that it can be useful for people but that's just how my brain works but you know they haven't paid me the big bucks yet (laughs) exactly exactly i i hear that I hear that, yeah. man. So I guess before we move on to uh, yeah. the questions that I have at the end of the show, uh, yeah. a couple more things that you're working on. Um, yeah. You are bringing back um, Executive Geek Roundtable. Yes. Yes. Like, I, I've been listening to that, and then I was like, it went away. Where'd it go? And then, like, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we went on a short hiatus because um, we decided to really change um, – a lot of the aesthetic of our show because our show is both not on your podcast. It's also, you know, a, a visual show. It's a webcast that comes on YouTube and we had decided to take some time off. And in that time off, we actually got some funding, you know, so we were able to, you know, upgrade the cameras, upgrade the set, you know, upgrade the look and sound and things like that. And now that we're back, it's, I don't want to say it's a completely different show because it's still a lot of the same show that we had, but 
the feeling is different because now that we have an actual round table, you know, <laughs> you know, and it, you, we're in a really cool library set that's also been updated as well. And there's going to be continue to see some more updates and we have a, a, a new crew, a new set of hosts. It's, it's very much to the show that I've always wanted it to be. And it's still oh, nice. improving, still getting better. So, you know, I tell folks it's a very adult show, you know, so don't have your kids listen to it unless you want them to hear some very inappropriate language. But, <laughs> but I mean, we do it that way because there are so many shows out there that are for kids or teens or the younger crowd. We wanted to have a show that was strictly for the adults, you know, okay. where we talk about real shit. Cause although we have fun and we act goofy and we act crazy, we talk about real life stuff, you know, and, and the thing that's unique about this season and the new crew is every single host on the show. were all professionals in the entertainment industry. You know, okay. so we can talk about things from the standpoint of a first person perspective, not necessarily as a, you know, outsider looking in. It's no, we're talking about shit that happens at work, you know, so yeah. it's a very unique spin on, I guess you can say a, a type of geek podcast that you would normally hear. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've, you've taken on some subjects, even in the old one, like inclusion writers. And yeah. also, um, I don't remember what this one was. It may have even been the same episode, but like you were talking about how, like, Hollywood kind of has an agenda to force, like, sometimes actually forces, like, an agenda yeah. and makes it completely obvious instead of making it natural. Like, say, there's, yes. there's a yes. gay character every moment they mention that they're gay opposed to just being gay characters and uh, stuff like yeah. that so oh yeah 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 we've talked a lot about that because that's something that is is kind of a big thing for us um not only with this season but even in previous seasons because we like to we like to address a lot of different issues head on and then also talk about solutions and that was one of the big ones for a while because it started to really kind of taint a lot of content we were like dude we're just trying to enjoy good shit but you have to billboard things every five minutes. What the hell are you doing, Hollywood? Like, you're supposed yeah. to be better than this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, it's wild. So, <laughs> all right, all right. So it, it's still on the same podcast uh, channel. It hasn't, like, yeah. switched the RSS feed or anything. So if you were subscribed before, you're subscribed now, correct? Yes, yes. Um, right. New episodes go up every Thursday, um, both the audio only and also the video on YouTube. All right, cool, man, cool. So uh, we got that, and then uh, you mentioned you had a couple other things coming up, and I just want to make sure we talk about everything you want to promote here, uh, including, sure. uh, okay, the horror classics experience we did, uh, mm -hmm. Anthem and Crackdown 3. Uh, yes, right? yeah. Uh, which which one do you want to take first? I'll let you throw it out there. Oh, which Lord. <laughs> I'll do Anthem because it's shorter, and then I'll do Crackdown 3 because it's more of a story behind that. Um, okay, Anthem was good. really awesome. Yeah, Anthem was really awesome because it was one of those things to where we were brought in kind of late in the process. But um, one of the things that I get called for a lot in motion capture is I and, and I didn't give myself this title. It's a title that was totally given to me by a studio head is I'm kind <laughs> of like the, the mocap say, say, save the day guy, you know, because okay. <laughs> I tend to work really fast and it doesn't take a lot of takes for me to get the job done, which in motion capture is a big thing because motion capture is very expensive. 
So I get called in a lot to do a lot of either pickup shots or things that people couldn't do or they didn't get good data on, as was the case for Anthem. One of my boys who works at EA and was working at EA for a long time, he was also on the project and he was like, hey, you know, we actually have some shots that we still need to get in terms of some mocap data that, you know, needs to be cleaned up and get some better shots. He said, or do you want to join? I'm like, sure. He was like, yeah, it probably won't be until, you know, a game update or some DLC, but I'm like, dude, I don't care. I mean, I get to work on a game. I mean, I'm not complaining. So um, I did that mocap and it was really cool because being able to do that mocap for all the javelins and a number of the characters, but then also have a big part in helping to craft the launch trailer. Because with the launch trailer, it was me and another young lady. It was actually her first motion capture gig. The directors of the trailer had a um, pretty darn clear um, vision of what they wanted for the trailer, but they ended up letting us kind of freestyle and bring our own flavor to each one of the different characters. And I ended up doing motion capture for all of the guys. And she ended up doing um, the one um, female javelin pilot. And it was cool because they really let me kind of have a little bit of, of some kind of directing free freedom to really craft what I want those characters to do and how I want them to move and the characteristics. So that was really cool and personal because I was like, wow, I got to put a little bit of my own heart and soul into it. And it was, it it made it more special, you know, it made it really, really special just to be able to say that I was able to put so much of my own creativity and soul kind of into that project. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, Batman. So, like, when there's a game update, you'll be mm-hmm. in there uh, shooting new roles, new characters, and stuff like that. And then it takes like three hours to download the update. <laughs> the internet. Uh-huh. More than likely, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Right, I just got this update. I want to play the game. Wait, I can't. I gotta go. Well, I should just do it before I go to work or something. Five hours later. <laughs> yeah. Still loading. Oh Buffering. yeah. Buffering. 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 God, I know those days. Oh, bad memories. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear that, man. So, all right. Now, now you said you got a story on Crackdown 3, and I know I'm... I know I'm keeping you a while talking to you. Oh, here. dude! So after I, that, we'll go into my go into my questions. I mean, I, I can be here as long as you like. Yeah, Crackdown Three was really special because it was one of the first really big AAA titles I got to work on, and I not only made a really good friend when I walked on set because I whenever I show up to set, I always show up really really early. Okay. And when you get the call sheet, depending on who you're working with, they don't always give full names. So, you know, you'll get abbreviations or you'll get sometimes false names. I'm standing in front of the studio at House of Moves and this big SUV, you know, pulls up and the driver gets out um, and opens up the door. And guess who walks, uh, steps out the car? It's Terry Crews. Really? So, yeah. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's going to be that type of day. And it was really amazing because it was like my first big game, although I've done, I had done mocap for a number of the projects um, up until that point. And it was his first time ever doing motion capture. And I had always looked up to him and still look up to him as like one of the Hollywood legends. And it was just like, holy shit, I get to work with Terry Crews. And it was probably the best experience I've had next to like Game of Thrones and other things because we spent most of the time just having fun 
talking about fitness, talking about video games, talking about kids. You know, um, me and him even had like a, a funny little Michael Jackson dance off thing. <laughs> like it was so cool. And it and, and then I had this real surreal moment of I'm doing mocap with Terry Crews. What the hell is happening in life right now? You know, yeah. so yeah, it's, it, it, and it was just real awesome because Although I don't get starstruck just because it's kind of my industry and I'm and I'm used to it. Every now and again you meet those people where you go, damn, did that really just happen? Like did I <laughs> did that really just spend 10 hours with Terry Crews like on set, you know, in you know, in a lycra suit with dots on goofing around and yelling and screaming and waving guns and flipping and rolling and and having dance battles? Like, did that just happen? You know, <laughs> so that is how I would kind of expect him to act, though. Like, I, I, yes. he's the type of guy you would expect to be fun. You yes. know, he's the type yeah. of guy to be like, okay, I'm working with Terry Crews today. It's like, power, right? And 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 the thing that really made it awesome, awesome for me, because although I had seen many interviews of him and I had many friends who had worked with him and said, Drew, he's a really cool, humble guy. The thing that really set it in stone for me is after we all got into, you know, our mocap suits and we got dotted up and got our cameras on and we're all ready. He came up to me and said, Hey man, he said, what's up, bro? He said, Hey, this is my first time doing mocap. Any advice? And I'm sitting here like, who me, you, you at, <laughs> do your Terry Cruz. And I thought it was so amazing that someone of his caliber was like, dude, I'm kind of, this is new. You know, I've never done this, anything you can tell me. And I was like, well, holy shit, you know, and being able to kind of give him some tips and tricks, which was weird. Cause I'm like, I'm giving Terry Cruz tips and tricks on mocap <laughs> stuff was just surreal, but it also made me love him as a person that much more. Cause I was like, this is a human being, you know, yeah. that it's, that's asking another human being. And just like, Oh my God, what the hell? So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And on, on the other hand, Brie Larson would be like, let me tell you how to do mocap. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Yes. I'm just helping you out. I'm saying what you want to say. You are. So, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, that it's, yes. it shows a lot when, like, say Terry Crews or somebody like yeah. that has yeah. awareness to be like, okay, this dude's been doing this a lot longer than I have. Let me yeah. let me uh, ask him some questions, and then maybe yeah. I'll give him some peck dancing lessons. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, we did actually have a we did have a a, a pet a peck like a peck off. Um, doing oh, yeah. much because i was like well i can do my pecs too but not as good as you so we did but that was funny i, I wish there was a camera for that because that was super freaking hilarious but we did actually do that <laughs> right on that'd be in like yes. the deleted scenes of the game or something <laughs> right. like that behind the scene video on god yeah. i would hope so <laughs> all right man so yeah. um now you've been doing this for a while as you said you've been yeah. doing it kind of since you were a teenager yeah. uh on uh on the matrix set yeah now like what advice do you currently have that you would like to share with people obviously don't mm -hmm. skip leg day yes um and uh anything else that you'd like to share to people who are looking to get into either mocap or the entertainment mm -hmm. business by itself yes um i i will say what i tell people all the time don't rely on inspiration or motivation because it will fail. Be, okay. be stubborn. 
stubbornness will get you a hell of a lot further than any amount of motivation or inspiration. And it's not to say that motivation and inspiration aren't good and that they aren't good things because they are. It's just if we only rely on or wait until we're motivated or inspired, we won't get any work done. You know, sometimes you have to get up when you don't want to. You have to get it done when you don't feel like it, when you're tired, when you're irritated, when you're you're frustrated. And that stubbornness will get you to where you need to. I mean, most of my jobs in motion capture come from being recommended. And come from, you know, someone saying, oh, I know this Jarrell guy. He has a crazy work ethic. He'll get the job done. And that's just because I'm so stubborn in what I do. Um, And, of course, number one rule that my twin sister and I say, you know, don't be a dick. You know, just just, um, it's and and it does sound funny, but it's being a nice person goes a really long way. I have literally gotten jobs just because people said, hey, this person is technically better than you, but you're nicer. (laughs) yeah i've gotten jobs from people who were better than me but because i was the nicer person to work with so i tell folks don't be a dick because being nice does go a long way (laughs) it does and i've had that exact like that exact sentiment pop up on my show a lot yeah don't be a dick be be likable be a person people want to work with because nobody wants to come to work and work with like hire somebody like oh i'm gonna hate that guy i'm gonna hate working with that a-hole yeah um oh yeah you know so yeah it's definitely definitely great advice even though it sounds simple and (laughs) (laughs) it's the simple stuff that works the most i mean i know people try to give these long drawn out super inspirational speeches but to be honest there's going to be days where you just don't have it and you just don't feel it or none of that shit works and sometimes you just got to get up i mean just a little kind of funny story about game of thrones you know and i'll share this personal story because i shared on another show is when i got the game of thrones gig i was struggling to pay rent really yeah like it, it 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 had gotten serious you know and i was like dude do i need to get a regular job do i need to just like quit and someone was like no just stick with it just fuck all the other shit be stubborn and i end up getting the call <laughs> you know so it's 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 one of those things to where sometimes it is just that simple of sticking to your guns you know and just doing it even when it doesn't feel good <laughs> Definitely, man. There's many a times where I've been like, man, I don't want to edit my show today. I don't want to do that. But, you know, it's like if I don't do it, well, it's not going to get done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Work's got to get done. And yeah. So, you know, it's fighting through that and stuff. Now, now, that is some great advice there. But Mm -hmm. training wise, what do you do? Um, First, I would say just work on getting healthy and it's not the same as getting in shape because those two things are actually different don't let these fitness blogs tell you that i'm i'm actually a trained nutritionist and trainer so there's a difference between being healthy and being in shape because you can be in great shape but not be very healthy or you can be very healthy and not in great shape and you do you do need both but the first one is health um just eating really well you know and I, I'm I'm not a person that follows all these crazy ass diets. I really don't. I just eat good quality food and I give my body what it needs. Um, and in terms of training, first, I would say figure out what you want to do. 
you know, what type of work you want to be doing in stunts or in motion capture or whatever, and tailor your workouts to that. You know, if you want to be a generalist, then, you know, kind of train a little bit of everything. If you want to be a fighter, you know, that get called in a lot to do a lot of fights in mocap, you know, get some martial arts under your belt, you know, um, take a, a lot of different types of martial arts, but get yourself one or two really good solid foundations. Um, again, don't skip leg day, you know, just build, <laughs> build up those lungs and don't and don't skip muscle work. A lot of people just think, though, if I run or I do a couple of push ups and squats, I'm good. No, lift weights, build muscle, build your joints. All those things make a difference because not only do they make you look good, but they also help keep you from getting injured. You know, uh. m- most of the injuries come from someone not working the proper muscle sets and taking care of the small muscle groups, you know, pay attention to those small muscle groups because I have luckily not suffered any major injuries in this industry with all the crazy shit that I've done. And it's because I pay attention to my body, you know, so definitely taking care of yourself and doing the right type of training for the job. Okay. Perfect, man. Perfect. Yeah. So, and where do you, uh, where do you train at and where do you mm-hmm. teach at? Yes. Um, I train, um, I, of course I subscribe to a gym. Um, it used to be, um, USC gym. Um, but now it's 24 hour fitness again because UFC gym doesn't have enough locations when I travel, but, um, where I do most of my training, uh, whether it be martial arts or stunts and things like that is creative combat in LA. It's also where I'm an instructor and, my training there is a lot of fitness, martial arts, and stunt based. You know, I have a system that I do to where I do 45 minutes of weight training and cardio and, you know, good circuit training to get my body ready. And then I train and whatever I need to either for that giving role or just to keep my skills, um, you know, sharp and keep them intact. You know, I train with people like Hunter C. Smith, who's been on the show. He's also an instructor oh, yeah. there. Um, Steve Huff, um, who you should definitely get on the show. He's the founder and head instructor of creative combat. That guy, we call him Batman. He's freaking amazing, <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah, it's something that I, I, I make it, I make sure it's a part of my daily routine to do something physical, you know, okay. even on rest days, I'm at least stretching or going for a swim and that keeps me ready. So when I get that phone call, I don't have to worry about, Oh shit, I got to get ready. It's I'm already there. <laughs> All right. Perfect, man. Perfect. So, yeah. um, say if somebody wanted to train at, mm-hmm. uh, train with you, uh, yes. how would they get, uh, set up? Or uh, can they find you online or, yes. Yes, they can creativecombat.com or something like that or Yes, it's actually creativecombatla.com or you ah, can so go close. to see so close or you can go to drillhall.com and contact me directly through there and we can always um, direct you to the website. But yes, those are the two websites creativecombatla.com and drillhall.com and we do classes, we do workshops, we do private lessons, we do um, we're now introducing fitness plans. Uh, we have all kind of things that are basically be tailored to what you want to do either as, you know, someone who wants to get in shape, someone who wants to learn stunts and martial arts or someone who wants to learn film fighting okay all right very cool man so now um what are you currently doing to promote Mm -hmm. yourself um right now i i do a lot of my promotions on facebook on instagram um a little bit on youtube especially with the show i i spend a lot of time with my um 
my Facebook page and my Instagram. You know, I'm putting up stories. I'm usually asking questions. I love when people ask me questions. I still, I haven't done them in a while, but I usually do a Q&A on Facebook where I answer questions that people send me. I will be getting back to that for those who um, have not heard me in a while. I'm sorry. Okay. Um but yeah, those are my two main platforms because I get a lot of interaction from those and my DMs get blown up, um, <laughs> you know, which is kind of a blessing and a curse. But I do appreciate yeah. the love and the feedback. But yeah, find me on Instagram at Mr. Hall or, you know, on Facebook at Jarrell Hall and I'll definitely get back to you. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good, man. So uh, check them out. and I'll have you give those out one more time in a little bit yes. here right before we get to the final question. So and oh, put yeah. those in the show notes as well. Um, oh, yeah. But right now, I guess um, the next question would be what is a highlight or two? I know we've talked about some huge ones recently, but yeah. is there anything else you want to throw on top of that or another mm-hmm. story that you have from working on those two major things? Um, I guess one of the highlights is it's somewhat related to these, but it, it's, it's not directly is I was actually just recently at an event at Warner Brothers Studios called AT&T Shape. And I had a developer along with, I think it was either his girlfriend or his wife. I'm not sure. Say, Hey dude, you know, I, I was building on this project and I loved your work. And it was a highlight because the thing about doing motion capture and doing anything in the digital world, especially, or even doing stunts is you don't often get recognized for your work, you know, yeah. and to have like random people come up and go, Oh my God, you, you did that work. Or I saw your work. That was really amazing is, is very validating because it, it makes you know, and it lets you know that you're doing something that matters to someone. And another was a cool story of a young kid that, um, is back in the Bay Area that sent me a, a letter. I won't get into the letter in detail, but okay. he basically said that he had had surgery and he was home for weeks, you know, just playing video games, looking at YouTube videos. And he had looked at some videos about motion capture and ran across some videos that I had made both about motion capture and just things about life. And things that I said really kind of changed his mind about what he wants to do with himself. And now he's training to eventually move down to L.A. and get into stunts and motion capture, you know. So that was a pretty cool highlight of, wow, you know, some some random kid found me online and, you know, wants to change his life based on the work that I've done. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that is awesome, man. That's It gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling. Inside. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, I did something that matters and didn't get someone killed. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. And, you know, it helped some kid that was, like, bedridden for a while. Right? You know? Yeah. So now he's going to do a stuntman thing. Um, awesome. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So I got a couple more questions for you left sure. uh, before, before we get out of here for the evening. And... Oh, yeah. The next one would be when somebody sees your work, whether mm-hmm. you're the dragon, the White Walker, mm-hmm. Arya Starks, um, fighting John Wick, or uh, anything along those lines, uh, working with Terry Crews, what do you want people to take away and remember about your performance? Um, <clears throat> I want them to take away and remember that there is always a human behind the work. You know, okay. especially when it comes to the digital work or e- e- even same thing with the stunt work is that we are human. You know, a lot of people get so into a lot of their 
feelings or thoughts about this work, whether they love it, whether they hate it, or, you know, they, they get mystified from it. But I kind of remind them that it's a human behind that, you know, and we think and we feel and it, it's a part of our lives. It's a part of our job and respect the process, you know, um, especially motion capture is starting to get a lot more um, public eye, which is great, you know, especially Andy Serkis has been leading, you know, the charge on that. And with recent films like Godzilla, who all all of those people who did Godzilla and um, King Ghidorah are actually friends of mine, you know, and I love to see them get recognition because up until maybe about 10 years ago, a lot of people didn't even know that those were humans behind, you know, these yeah. masks or these creatures. So getting people to understand that, yes, that that's us putting our bodies and our voices and, you know, our lives on the line to get you to be entertained and have an emotional response to what we're doing. Right on, man. Right on. So let them know that there are people behind those creatures. Yes. They have hearts. <laughs> they have souls. They have feelings. They live. <laughs> they live. They're alive. <laughs> They're alive. Yes. <laughs> All right. Very cool, man. So I got that one final question for yes. you. Uh, before I get to that question, though, uh, once again, where can people contact you online, your social media and yes. all that good stuff? Yes, find me on Instagram and Twitter, both at O Mr. Hall. That's O-H-M-R-H-A-L-L. -L, and then also on Facebook at Jarrell Hall or Jarrell R. Hall um, on Facebook and like I said, I'm I'm pretty much connected to those all the time. So if you hit me up there, I will definitely respond. Um, if you want to catch our show, Executive Geek Roundtable, just look up either Executive Geek Roundtable or Executive Geek Productions on YouTube, and you can watch us every week. All right, cool. And I will put those in my show notes, too, so you can find Thank those. You. Um, and all you have to do is click on them, and you'll be there. So, um Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Jarrell, I appreciate you coming on, making time to come back Thank on the show today. I've had a blast once again talking to you and uh, look forward to catching uh, John Wick. And uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if I, as I said, if I see it before you, I won't give you the spoilers of your roles. Um, God of a man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but it is time for that one final yes. question of the show. Jarrell Hall, yes. how do you live uncontained? How do I live uncontained? Wow, that's loaded. Um, the way I live uncontained is to literally embrace failure and learn to love it. I, okay. I have learned throughout life that you need to fail. You know, I was looking at a Netflix special with my wife. I think her name was Brianne Brown. And she had made a comment and said, you all of you in this room, before you succeed, you are going to fail. And no one really got that. And that's just been kind of the mantra of my life is before I get to the top, I'm going to be knocked down a couple of times. So I might as well put my knee pads and my elbow pads and my vest on and get used to it because the only way you grow is to learn what you did wrong and either learn how to not do it again or just do it better. And uncontained for me is just understanding that everything happens for a reason. You know, um, there's been times where I've been told to get a real job. You know, I even thought about getting a real job, but I realized I would not have been true to myself if I did not stick to what I knew I needed to do. And also, of course, having a son now being able to 
show him an example of this is how you live your life to the fullest without compromising and, you know, without being contained, but being uncontained. Ha, see what I did there? <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's being uncontained for me is just embracing that failure and understanding that just because you failed doesn't mean that you lost. Because if you get knocked down seven times, you will win if you get up that eighth time and so on. So, yeah, that that's what being uncontained is for me. All right. Perfect, man. Perfect. And you know what? I made it this whole show. If you remember last show, I accidentally had a combination of your name that I threw out there. It was uh, Geral. Geral. Uh, yes, Geral. I was like, I, I, I was going into the show and I was like thinking, please make it the whole episode without accidentally saying Geral because you've said it before. He's going to yes. be like, you're going to be like, dude, you don't know my name. This is my second time on your show. I am not Geral. It's Jarrell Hall. <laughs> I get called everything, dude. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Just don't call me late for dinner. I'll mess up my paycheck. <laughs> Fair enough, my friend. Fair enough. Well, I yeah. thank you for coming on my show on yes. Uncontained, sharing your great stories. And it's really cool to thank hear you. about uh, Terry Crews doing mocap. Thank you. Um, thank that- you. That was, would have been a fun day. Uh, but I got one final thing for you to do. Yes. Jarrell, will you do me the honor of signing off yes. the show tonight? I can definitely do that. I am Jarrell Hall, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you once again to Jarrell for coming on the show and uh, sharing those great stories. Uh of Keanu Reeves and maybe even a little bit of uh, Brie Larson trash talking. That's that's always fun. And I have a small correction to make about the podcast. When I was talking about uh, Brie Larson and Gal Gadot fighting, I accidentally said Gal Gadot and, well, I couldn't find a good way to edit it, so I left it in. But this is my annotation my correction and i hope you all forgive me for the name mispronunciation so anyway i hope you enjoyed the show please please feel free to rate review subscribe so these shows show up automatically in your playlist and uh you know you won't miss any of them and also make sure you follow uncontained on social media facebook instagram and even Twitter at Uncontained Pod. So check us out. And until next time, live uncontained.